You got the bell? Yeah. That's good. It's a legit bell. Should I try it? It's possible we might agree in this one on something. Do you want to do say something right now that just so I can test it? Um, that I'll sure. agree with? Something that I know you'll agree with. Yes. Uh, okay. Um, it shouldn't take you this long to come up with <laughs> one thing for you to say that I will agree with. Uh, ooh, ooh, I got it. Um, MC Hammer Pants, not a good look for me. Yes. That wasn't so tough. That's a legit bell. I want everyone out there in podcast land to know. Like, this is... It's an actual bell. It's an actual We've bell. We've been faking the bell like old-timey radio show uh, performers for months now. Well, the entirety of our podcast right. series. And now yeah. we have Which a Which we're on episode 13, I think. This is 13. Yeah, I think that's true, depending on how you number them, because the pilot was zero. So, Oh, yes. why did you make the pilot Episode, zero? It's a cool thing that podcasters do. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I love, I love how you just get on the cool bandwagon. I know You're like things. the cool bandwagon driver. I know what's cool. Do you? Um, so <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> why do you have to get so competitive about this, Betsy? It's interesting because I'm not even a competitive person. It's a great segue, right? That's good. Yeah, we're going to be talking about uh, we're going to be talking about our our competitive natures uh, in this episode. So, all of you competitive people out there, uh, try to listen better than the person sitting next to you. Best of luck. Uh, you've probably already guessed, but in case you haven't. Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Betsy. And this is Guy Talks. Girl rolls her eyes. And we are going to be talking about playing games with friends. Yes, board games, other kinds of games. Mm -hmm. And this comes up for a very specific reason, uh, so let's jump right to it. Uh, Matt's terrible at playing games with friends, (laughs) and I get really, really annoyed by his game-playing techniques. We jumped a little further ahead than I had intended there. I thought we might set the scene Oh, yeah, we uh, could do that. First. That seems like a good idea. <laughs> Instead of jumping to the, the conclusion. Well, it's going to come out at some point. Yeah. Uh, so as because many of our listeners were actually present for this. Um, I mean. And by many, I mean like three. Yeah. Because most of the Focus family Which, doesn't actually listen to the podcast. No. Which, by the way, we have way more than three listeners at this point. Our audience is growing to people we don't even know at this point. Is that true? Are there people we yes, don't know who listen to the podcast? We even just got a message on our Facebook page. Thank you very much. From someone I've never met before who was turned onto our podcast via a friend of hers. Really? Yeah. You responded to her comments, so uh, Oh, yeah, probably. you're right. <laughs> I just assumed that it was someone you knew. Every no. time I see somebody on the that Facebook says, page that oh. I don't know, I assume it's someone no. who's part of your Vost network. No. <laughs> Thank you for making that sound so awesome. Yeah. Uh, my Vost network. Vost. I... Let's do a whole episode where we only talk in British accents, by the Ooh. way. Not this one. No. Too late. Yeah, too late. But we should totally do that. Agreed. An put accents it, episode. Put it in, in our secret notebook. Um, speaking of secret, secret notebooks, uh, still waiting on our second listener mail. Hasn't come out yet. Uh, you can use listener mail to recommend topics, by the way. Or if you don't want to bother with uh, sending us actual mail, you could just do that through the Facebook page. You know, this is actually really relevant to our topic. So let's go ahead and make it a competition. <gasps> Ooh. Whoever sends us the next listener mail will get a, the first copy of our new podcast T-shirt that Matt <laughs> has brainstormed. For more details on that, go ahead and visit our Facebook page 
And you can see the video of Matt trying to sell me the idea of creating a podcast t-shirt. It's a cool idea. Hint, it is not a cool idea. And the sales <laughs> did not go well. Um, so, ba- so back to the topic at hand. Uh, recently, we celebrated our Focus Training Corporate Retreat. It's an annual event where all of our trainers, or the, va- the vast majority of them, come into town. And we have some fun. We do some professional development. And one of the things that we did this year was go to an escape room. Now, they're called different things in different cities because there's a few different companies who run these. But whatever you want to call them, you probably have one in your city. Uh, And it's basically a a set of rooms with puzzles and clues and things like that uh, inside. So there's different scenarios that they set up depending on which room you go in. Um, And we had... 20 people there, so they divided us into two rooms, uh, which immediately began the competition aspect, of course. Although we did have two very separate scenarios. Yeah, two totally different scenarios. But we One had to... of them was easy, and one of them was very challenging. Agreed. I agree with you. I, I wonder if any of our listeners can guess which one we were in. They will as we move on. Right. Uh, so we were divided in half. Half the group went into one a room where they were doing sort of a breaking and entering kind of scenario. Yeah, they were stealing jewels or something. Yeah. I believe it was called the jewel heist. There you go. So, so they had to figure some things out, I think break into a security system, crawl in through an yeah. air duct. Uh, there were some things. Real novice stuff. We weren't in that room. Clearly not. Betsy and I were in a room where the scenario was that we were, um, I believe, FBI agents mm-hmm. uh, who would be disavowed uh, if we didn't solve this little puzzle um we were trying to figure out time was up the codes because they were sending uh secret information yes somebody was sending secret information to spies breaking into a guy's office to uh, to locate a a set of information some papers uh that had evidence that we needed to prosecute him um and so there were a series of, of challenges first we had to even get into the office so we had to uh, find clues to solve this code. When we did get into the office, there was a, a hidden room behind a bookshelf, uh, mm-hmm. various clues hidden around the Lots room. Lots of random pieces of leather. Lots of, yeah. Which was, was a little bizarre. Yeah, it was a strange yeah. uh, component. But uh, all that is to say that this was a very difficult challenge. I mean, let's be honest and say we could not solve even one of the... Uh, Challenges without a clue. Frankly, embarrassing. There were very embarrassing. Ten people that I think of as really quite intelligent in that room, and and all strategic thinkers. Yes, like we didn't have anybody on the team that isn't capable of thinking of things in a strategic and different sort of way. Yeah, we're outside of the box, innovative kind of thinkers. I think part of our problem was we were all strategic thinkers and we were all thinking outside of the box. When some of it, you just should have thought right inside that box. Yes, it was literally. Literally in right in front of us. Yeah. There and we were, were also... like, oh, wait, maybe maybe you're supposed to read this in French and figure it out that way. Uh, no, turns on. out, no, that's not how it works. So as you can probably gauge from our tone, uh, this was a frustrating experience for some of the people in the room. And I will... Uh, I will just go on record and say that I was frustrated. I will go on record and say that I was frustrated, but mostly with you. <laughs> so, As everybody else in the room knew. Here's where we get to the crux of the episode, uh, which is that sometimes when you play games with friends, 
oftentimes when you play games with friends. Particularly if you and or your friends are competitive people, people that like to win, that care about winning, like me. Uh, it adds an emotional layer to the game that you uh, have to be aware of, I think. So there, this all came to a head in a moment uh, during our escape room experience where both Betsy and I were standing near a desk trying to decode something, and we were both looking at the same clue, and I uh, accidentally stepped on Betsy's foot. Okay, you did. first of all, I do believe it was accidental. Mm. Second of all, this was like the fourth time you had done it, and I was wearing flip-flops or sandals, yeah. and you were not, and it hurt. You kept stepping on my toes. In my defense, your, your costume, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, uh, my not. assumption was that you wouldn't be wearing sandals with that costume, but that's that's not me judging your costume choice. Just saying, I hadn't looked at your feet. I actually got a lot of compliments on my costume. It looked great. Most people didn't know I was dressed up and apparently just thought that's the way I looked, which <laughs> might be worth considering. Just rocking the the, the old, look, the old lady bun and glasses. Yeah. And I think in a little librarian. It was the glasses chain. Oh yeah, that, that was a nice touch, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, it was nice. The older ladies love that. Anyway, so I stepped on Betsy's foot apparently more than once. And there was a point at which th- that was no longer acceptable. Well, and also, you were you were sort of trying to, like, get in front of me and, like, push yeah. me out of the way a little bit. And you're significantly a, a larger human than I am. So, yeah. it, you know, it's not very nice. And I was working on something. And I, apparently I wasn't working on it to your liking so you were just gonna push me out of the way now as i'm saying this out loud what i realize is it's a little bit um it's a little bit of an analogy for our friendship i feel like (laughs) because every other single day that we are together you are often working on something and then i just step in and i'm like that's not how i wanted that done that's not how i thought that was gonna go that's not how i wanted that to look so you're saying it was a bit of a role reversal? A little bit. It was not. I was not comfortable with it. Mm. Yeah, we should stick to our assigned roles. <laughs> That's better. Okay. All right. Um, so uh, suffice to say, this uh, this brought up a little moment of tension in the room, and everyone identified the tension rather quickly. In fact, it was from this moment on that they all stepped away. <laughs> that, that, yeah, there was sort of a bubble <laughs> around both Betsy and I, and this is also the moment when Latrell, our buddy Latrell, who we've shouted out on this podcast before started to sort of repeat this mantra about how focused trainers have great attitudes and yes. this is we let, do not give up we don't quit and let's all get let's all get happy about this the best which, part is frankly was just peeving me off even more at that point it's like when when in long years ago when i was still not when i was not as wise as i now am uh, when <laughs> when my wife who was not my wife at the time was really upset and I told her to calm down. It was one of those oh, that's moments. A terrible yeah, idea. really dumb. And you I know this now. You should never do that to any woman. No, not ever. Uh, but I've done it a few times over the course of my life, and I've, I've learned that lesson through the hard lumps that come yes. uh, afterwards. Uh, but for me, this was my experience of that moment. Like every time he said, "Let's just chill out," like focus trainers don't quit. All I wanted to do was throw something. I well, was so and it didn't. Angry. It didn't help the situation that he was literally dressed. <laughs> As a bill from Capitol Hill, like the children's cartoon series. In a, in a seven foot high in a s- foam rubber suit. Yeah, in a seven foot high <laughs> ro- uh, foam rolled around him to make him look like a bill from Capitol Hill. 
So it really was like he couldn't sit down. He couldn't help us. He no. mostly was just standing in the middle. He couldn't reach things. No, and bless his heart, oh like God. he had the best costume by far out of all of us. He it made Ruth awesome. Bader Ginsburg look ridiculous. Uh, but it was also hard to take him seriously. But it was hard to take him seriously. trying to, like, coach the squad. And every time you look at him, you're just like, I'm just a bill. <laughs> <laughs> too, too ridiculous. Yeah. Um, it, there, were, yeah. there was a lot of tension in that room. And here's the biggest, what I, upon reflection, what I realized was my biggest issue. Was when you was said, not fine, what, I'm not going to help at all. I'm not going to do anything. And then I got really mad because you decided you were no longer going to help. And being right. the most intelligent person in the room, that wasn't going to help us. I here's what the, my so real problem was. So then I got mad was. until you started helping again. My real problem was that I could hear the other team winning. Oh yeah, so like, because they had the easy room. Yeah, but but the walls don't go all the way up in in this mm-hmm. establishment. So when they True. won, or as they're succeeding and discovering they're, and unsolving clues, they're, they're celebrating, yeah, high fiving, and then they they. Obviously, succeed with like 15 minutes left. Yeah, I believe 17 minutes left. And and I'm like, we're not even close. First of all, we didn't solve a single part of that puzzle without a direct clue from the uh, like voice in the sky. Right. And thank God Todd is good at, at solving little metal puzzles because that's we needed every one of those clues to even get as far as we did. It is did. a bizarre talent he has to do that. Yeah, he's. It's like every bar game you've ever played, Todd can master and do in like three seconds. That's years of practice. I believe that is the truth. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the other thing, though. When Todd was trying to unlock one of the safes, we were calling out four-digit codes to him. Yeah. And he was putting in those codes. But in the meantime, he was just doing his own thing, which he later admitted was like, I wasn't really listening to you guys. I was just doing my own thing. I I figured there's only 1,000 combination options. And I could just flip through them all real quick. I would just flip through them all real quick. (laughs) Different strategy. I mean, frankly, what we should have done if we didn't have a bar to get to is we should have sat down afterwards and debriefed the whole experience because there were a lot of leadership Yes, because that's what normal groups of friends do. They sit down and debrief afterwards. That's what we do. It is what we do. Um, so for me, I was just really frustrated because not only were we not succeeding, but there was a group of my peers who were succeeding. And I don't like being, I don't like feeling not good at something. And so that's what got me really frustrated is I, I, I don't like being in a situation where I feel like I should be able to succeed and I'm not succeeding. And this this is not unique to me. I think everybody feels this No, way. I feel this way about most things in my life. I feel like I'm not good at a lot of things. People think that I'm good at things, but I do not think that I am good at them. Which is why whenever we are talking about any sort of game or competition, mm-hmm. I immediately say, I don't care if I win or lose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not competitive at all. Which is not true no, at all. not true. I, it is not true. I do really like to win. But that's but, an interesting coping mechanism. But I do it every single time. Even we were talking about fantasy football this morning. Yes. Because we are in a league together for the first time ever. Yes. And which is another interesting psychological experiment. It really is. That we're endeavoring. It's, it's not as bad as the escape room, though. Oh, no. It's much, much easier. Having said that, we haven't played each other yet. No, but I did play and beat your wife in the first week. Yeah, she wasn't happy about it. No, I know, because I texted her, and then she said, why don't you just twist the knife a little further? <laughs> and I said, because I'm not holding a knife. Don't be ridiculous. Um, but we, I forget what I was going to say. Now I'm thinking about beating your wife in fantasy football. <laughs> <laughs> See, you are a competitive person. Well, that's because I lost last week, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to go down this week, too. Well, you are facing Todd's wife, Olga, who is currently leading the league in points. Which I love, Olga, but who saw that coming? 
Oh, I didn't, especially after the draft. It, it was ugly. She was just picking up anybody, I felt like. Yeah. There was she, no strategery there. She's got her favorites that she goes to on, on a regular basis. But Who nobody else even thought about picking. A few of them are panning out for her. I don't think it's a long-term... Uh, and, uh, I, and I went to my list. Like, I researched my list, as I do always, because uh, I, I don't know a lot about many football teams. I only know a lot about my own football team, which turns out you don't need to know a lot about because we lose every single yeah. week, and we'll probably continue to do so. Uh, In terms until of we make fantasy some... football, there's really only one person on that team you need to know, and that's Alshon Jeffrey. There's really no one else on that team worth starting unless you're well, in a really deep league. And he is on my team. Yeah? Yeah. So he, so he is the only – no, I have two Bears players on my team. He is one of the two of them. Which, which other bear do you have? I have uh, uh, Miller. He, exactly. Miller? <laughs> I think that's his name. Zach Miller. Oh, is he a tight end? He's a tight end, yeah. Oh, okay. He's so, actually not terrible. No, that's fine. I mean, this... He's not terrible. I mean, I certainly do not have Grumpy Cutler on my team, <laughs> which... Even though that is, is your team the name. name of my team, because why does that man never smile? For years, I've been watching him... There's, I've only seen like two photos of him ever when he smiles. Yeah. I bet he smiles when he cashes that check. Yes, because he certainly doesn't smile when he like helps score a touchdown, which no. rarely happens. Yeah, let's well, be not fair. Not a lot of opportunities. Maybe it's just a lack of practice. Anyway. So fantasy football is a game that a lot of friends play together. Right. And I think it's another example of this idea we're talking about, right? That there is for competitive people... There's this line that's easy to cross where it's the line where fun ends and now it's serious. And you have to be very careful about that line when you're playing with friends, right? If I jump on some random fantasy league online with 11 strangers, which you don't really care, you have lots no buy-in. of people do. Uh, yeah, I mean, I have money on the line or whatever, but I'm probably not going to... What's ironic is I'm probably not even going to engage in some of the smack talk or things like that because I don't know these people and it feels weird to me to do that. Well, right. There's no emotional connection to any of those people. Right. So there's also then no danger of crossing that line. Yeah. That's Uh, a good point. So there's no... I don't... It doesn't happen because I don't want to do it. It was a a good point. So I felt like I should support the good point. Um... Ironically, the only reason I do participate in fantasy football is purely for the trash talking, which you know, and people that are really close to me know, because I really just like to talk smack about things, Mm -hmm. even if I don't know anything about them. I will do a quick Google search and figure out like three key facts and just drive them home all day long. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Which is frankly the level of research that most fantasy football smack talkers... uh, you may be doing more research than most uh, before you start. Well, I like to have some facts things. behind me. People that are listening to this podcast right now probably don't believe that because we don't do a lot of fact checking before we no. record. But when I am smack talking about fantasy football, I do my homework. Yeah, uh, but you have to be. I think you have to be careful. Now, I think you especially have to be careful when you have a league like ours, the Focus League. Uh, because we have coworkers in the league, we also have a lot of new play, new players right. we have, in the league we have from year to year. Spouses, we mm-hmm. have people's friends or significant others. We have it's actually there's very few people in the Focus family that are actually in the league. The, yeah, there's like four of us. I guess that's true. Well, no, five of us maybe. It's like half and half. Uh, it's probably half and half. Half and half. Yeah, um, but 
in my other fantasy football league, in the Chop House League that I'm in, uh, I've been in that league for, I think we, I think we counted this as our 12th or 13th year, and we still have only one team owner has turned over in that whole time. Wow. Which is very uncommon. And uh, so these guys we've known for a really long time. We've played fantasy football together for a really long time. And so the smack talk is vicious. It's, it's, it, the, the line has moved a lot between what's still f- what's fun and what's like acceptable too much socially right? acceptable like with our our socially acceptable line is so much further than anywhere else i can say horrifying things to these guys uh about fantasy football and it's par for the course um to give you a, a rated pg example of what we i'm a little nervous done, i mean it's not horrifying like uh, like, let's make a documentary about it. Horrifying. Oh, right. Okay, it's, good. It's, I bet there are documentaries about fantasy football. Oh, I'm gonna, there definitely are. I'm going to look this up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so a few years back when I uh, was the reigning champion of that league, I came to... Do the, all of your stories about this league start with, a few years back when I was the reigning champion? Well, those were the glory days. I like to relive them. I have three, three championships in that league. Uh, in 12 so years? That's a dynasty. That's a pretty good percentage. It actually is a pretty good I have percentage. Twenty-five percent. How many guys are in the league? Uh, Twelve. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, anyway, so after my third win, uh, that next season I came to the draft with um, I had purchased little uh, lunch boxes or like paper uh, lunch sacks and filled them with school supplies, uh, and I distributed them to each. Do you guys have a live draft? Yes. Okay. So we do draft face-to-face. So when I arrived, I distributed the kind of draft. Um, these little school sacks full of school supplies and like a little box of raisins and stuff to every uh, every other owner. And inside it was a handwritten note that said, welcome back to school. Uh, and then there was another word that I don't know if we can say on our podcast. Yeah, we shouldn't because people's kids um, listen sometimes in the suckas. car. Welcome back yes. to school, suckas. Yeah. Uh, the message being that... Um, I'm amazing. and You so, lost that year, didn't you? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. badly. Well, uh, that's uh, karma for you. Yeah, it makes sense. But the, this is the the idea that we go above and beyond with the smack talk at this point because we have a lot of trust built up in the right. relationship. No, People are comfortable with it. But I, in these other things, there's some extra anxiety I think you have to be cautious about. I feel like the most vicious thing that we do to each other in the focus league is mostly we just steal players during the draft <laughs> that we you, know somebody really wants. Now I, you I am, feel that way because you're the victim of that. And I also, don't feel that I'm way. the perpetrator of this. Yes. So every, I mean, it is no secret that I dislike the Green Bay Packers. Like, I was raised to dislike them. Let's ring that bell. Go ahead. Yay! Um, come Sunday, I will watch the game because I live in Wisconsin and literally they black out everything else unless you have cable, so yeah. you have to watch the game. Uh, but I am a fan of whoever is playing the Packers that week, and it is not a secret to anybody that knows me. Um, so when the Packers players come up on the draft, clearly I am I am going to pay big money for them only so that I can have them and everybody else can't because yeah. they have decent players. Well, obviously. and we have a lot of homers in our league. A lot. Who will spend – so we do, for those of you who are listening, we do an auction-style draft, which means you spend money on players in the draft. And every season, every year, 
if if they have if they no matter how good that player is if they have if they're wearing green and gold they go they, for a high high price people spend way more than is typical yeah. on these folks I, I don't even remember what Aaron Rodgers went for but it was double probably what he would go for in any especially other especially this season anyway. yeah wah, wah, wah. sad trombone. Uh, I only have one Packer player. I only have Jordy Nelson on my team. Well, if you're only going to have one. I'm going to be honest. He puts up good numbers for me, so I'm fine with it. But the same thing did happen to me because everybody knows I like to trash talk. And uh, so every time I would would go after a player I actually wanted, like Matt Forte, it just stolen right out from under me. Yeah. Yeah. AJ knew that that, from from go. Yeah. He took all the the Bears or former Bears players that I wanted, Mm -hmm. just took them from me. Yeah, AJ. Uh, it's strategic, and I gotta respect the strategery. He AJ plays a psychological game. He really in the does. Draft. He does. Yeah, he, it's a thinking a thinking game. Is he doing well? Uh, no. Okay, because you know our thing is split into two leagues, so I don't even play him. Two for, divisions. Yeah, yeah, two divisions. Yeah, um, there are only two undefeated teams in the league. Now we're only two weeks into yes, the season. and hopefully Olga loses this week to me. That would be great, and then I'll be the only undefeated team in the league. Well, no, you'll lose. Who are you playing? Tack. I'm going to be fine. I'm going to call TAC, and we're going to work through a strategy. <laughs> Good. You, I want you to do that. Please, call TAC and work. I, when, I, when we finish this taping, I want you to pick up the phone and call Mike TAC and coach him on his fantasy football strategy. Here's and the we're going to record it. Here's the thing. You're laughing about it, but I could change up his team to win. I want you to do it. I really I want I will consider it. You have to get on a plane, <laughs> though. It's the only challenging part of this. So, wait. There's one other part of this whole subject I really want to talk about. And that is board game night. So I love yes. playing board games. I love I love the whole idea. Mostly because you get to order pizza and like Yeah, and drink wine. And drink wine. These yes. are things I really love. Pizza, wine, board games. So I have a few candles friends lit. and fam Well, that's very romantic all of a sudden. <laughs> well no. Who is candles this board do not game mean with? candles do not necessarily mean romantic. They mean like good smelling stuff in the air. Oh, I see. These are like candles on a shelf somewhere in the house. Well, yes, we're not talking about like tapered like candles. Table. Not I don't like have a my candelabra can- on the table. I don't pull my candelabra out for a game of sorry. I was going to say sorry. What a fancy, fancy board game night. I mean, I am fancy. I know this. I have a few uh, friends and family members who are big into board game night. So uh, Chris Tarola, one of our avid listeners. Yes. Um, and he and I have a mutual friend, Dave Rotter, who. Um, I don't know if Dave listens. Or I not. actually that name is familiar to me. I believe he does I listen. He, I think I've seen a Facebook comment. I think so. Um, what up, Dave? Dave, uh, thanks for listening. So those both of those guys are also in my like Xbox online crew. That uh, does not we, count as a board game. No, no, I know, but that's a whole different podcast the, in general. But that's how I got to know video games. How I got to know Dave better. But Chris and Dave and their spouses have a regular board game night where they get oh, together. Oh, I would love game. that. When I get married, can we have that? Totes. Okay. In fact, we I, we already have one. It's not it's not as regular as I would like, but when my sister and Adam moved back to Milwaukee, we oh, said yeah, we need great. to do board game night because they love board games too. Yeah. Um, board games, card games, all kinds of like tabletop games is what G- game that's night. the category it's referred to. Right. Um, and I I love this stuff, but and and actually, I th- some of you I think have heard this story before that like. Uh, I knew that on, the, on my first date with Carolyn, we talked about a board game. And this was one of the reasons that I knew it was uh, more serious than any of the <laughs> dates I had gone on 
up to that point, right, that I knew that there was some potential here. Because we talked about a board game called Solar Quest. Oh, yes. We've talked about Solar Quest before. Have we talked about it on the podcast? We actually I have, we have. talked about it. I tell this story it. a yes. lot. Yes. Um, you tell a lot of stories a lot. That's a good point. Uh, how quickly are we becoming the old married couple of this podcast? Um, but so we had one of these family board game nights uh, a while ago, a couple months ago, and we played Solar Quest. And what I was reminded is that my wife is also a very competitive person. And when, when you and your significant other or you and very close friends mm-hmm. are, uh, are playing a board game together and you're both very competitive. Someone ends up crying and usually it's me. Which is generally only done so that the other people at the table feel bad and pull back on their strategy. So we all have a different basically. Uh, I manipulate the other people at the table. My wife's approach is a little different. It's to give me like a death stare. Oh yeah, silent um, treatment also works real well. Oh, she's not silent. No, she gives you she the likes... death stare and talks. Yeah, she tells me I'm being a jerk and that I need to. Uh, yeah. She lets me know when okay. I'm when I'm uh, not playing nice, huh. uh, which she's probably right. Uh, as we've discussed, I get into a zone sometimes where I'm like, "You really do." No, I want to win, and I care more about winning than I care about anyone's yeah, feelings at the table. Not fun. You're not fun. Right. Uh, and so, this is another one of those situations where games with friends take on an extra dimension that you have to be aware of, like. If we're playing board game night and my wife is a part of that, like I sleep in the same bed as that woman. Uh, frequently. Frequently. Sometimes you, yeah. after board game night, you sometimes don't. Not, seriously, sometimes that might not be an option if I've been a real jerk about Solar Quest. Like if I'm You know, I feel like there are people you two can talk to about this. This is this should not be. Yeah, I'm talking to you about it. I, while I do love to hear these stories, I'm not a trained professional and also do not have a spouse, so I cannot relate. Yeah. But uh, but you've played board games before with very close friends or significant others. Or you, yes. Or me. Yes. And dealt with the um, some of the fallout that can occasionally come from it. Yeah, but usually I just get up and leave. Like, I gotta go. Yeah. This game is over. <laughs> this game is so dumb I'm not playing it anymore because I'm clearly losing and not going to win. Yeah. So one of the answers that I've that I've come up with in my head for this, or one of the solutions that I think is worth trying is I think in my history of doing this, what I've seen is that shorter games, games that take less time... Battleship. Uh, ...are better for this because you more quickly get on to the next game. Mm-hmm. So, like, Carolyn and I play Gin a lot. We This is our go-to game when we're on vacation or when we're whatever. Uh, so the great thing about Gin is you play a hand of Gin, you lose, and you're angry about it, but then it's on to the next hand. And so there's a quick reset to where you feel like you're back in the game. And so for a competitive person like me, I could get, you know, we're up in Door County this year, and in one hand she put up more points on me than I've ever seen. I think it was like 78 or 80. It's those pregnancy hormones. It was just, some kind of magic. Yeah, the baby yeah. was helping. Yeah. But she just annihilated me in one of these hands. And I was really not happy about it. And that, you know, dark, monster started to bubble up in my chest of like, oh, I hate this. I hate losing. and But then we're on to the next game. Boom. I would next like to hand. go back to my previous comment. I feel like if you feel like there's a dark monster bubbling <laughs> up in you after one round of gin, you really should consult someone. 
Yeah, I, I'm okay. I okay, um, but before you know it, it's going to start bubbling up like it, people in traffic situations. And oh like, no, no, I don't gro- get grocery store baggers who aren't going fast enough and like. See, that's not what the monster is about. I want to win. Okay, all right. It's not so like traffic doesn't. I mean, I don't well, like traffic. Nobody well, clearly, traffic. you're never going to win in a traffic situation anyway because you have no sense of direction. Whoa, you will never whoa, beat whoa. anyone anywhere. This isn't. You drive as the crow flies, as we all know. That's really true. I mean, I'm always headed you in head, the direction. You head in a general direction and hope you get there. There's a lot of roads. All roads lead to where I'm going. That is not true. That's true. And I can uh, name like six examples of that not happening. So, so, so my idea here, I think, has some value. If you play shorter games, so yes, Solar but then Quest, what, what happens when you want to play a game of Battleship? Which who doesn't? Because that's a great game. Battleship is or sorry, is fair. Those are medium length games. Monopoly. Monopoly is the problem. Scrabble and Solar Quest and Monopoly are the same game. They just have a different setting. Like Solar Quest is Monopoly in space. Oh, is it? Yes. Oh, I so, didn't know. So Monopoly and Solar Quest and games like it, Risk. Uh, these are games that can take several hours or days if you let them. Like when I was growing up, there were many times where the Monopoly board stayed out on the table for a week until next board game night because, like, we didn't finish, and I was not going to let anybody put it away because I still could win. So it's those games that are the problem. So I think when you when you know this about yourself or about your friends, when you're like, so I'm like Carolyn and I. Are competitive people, you have to either not play those games, which is not an option for us, or Certainly. you have to put rules in place, house rules in place in those games that either have a, mand- a mandatory cutoff for the game or that make the game go faster. So like one example uh, that I haven't tried yet, but I think is smart. Uh, when, when I play poker with uh, some guys that we get together rarely, but sometimes to play Texas Hold'em, we set up a timer and every time the timer goes off, the, the ante goes up. Basically, it gets more expensive to stay in the hand. And that accelerates the tournament. Wait, you've never tried this before? I've never tried it with what I'm about to say, which oh, is okay. with Monopoly and Solar Quest. You could do something similar where you basically set a timer and say, this is going to be a two-hour game of Solar Quest. If the game isn't done in two hours, then when that buzzer goes off, whoever has the most money is the winner. Right, so you predefine a length of time for the game, and then it can't stretch on forever, which which prevents some of this drag out fisticuffs frustration. Because part the, the other way that people get frustrated in the in this game is when in these long games is when you are way behind and you know, like in Monopoly and Solar Quest and games like it. At a certain point, you know you've lost. There's no coming back. Right, right, There's right, no, right, right. There's no aspect of the game of Monopoly that lets you like suddenly come back out of last place and win. Once you've lost Monopoly, you've lost. And you can lose, frankly, in the first four turns of Monopoly. Like you go around the board three or four times and you don't pick up any properties or, you know. So that's really frustrating when you're staring down a potential three, four hour game with no hope of victory. That stinks. Hmm. So. You got to have these systems, I think, house rules. Okay, so here's what I'm hearing you say. Now, as as previously pointed out in lots of our podcasts, I love rules and systems. Yeah. It's my favorite thing. So I thought you'd be excited about this idea. I'm not at all excited about this idea. I think this idea sucks all the fun out of the game. What? Yes, this is a terrible idea. 
Games should be organic, and they should just happen, and there shouldn't be a timer and like a okay, we're done. Games are already full of rules. Monopoly comes with a five-page rule book. Who reads that? Nobody reads that. Oh, I read that. I don't read that. In fact, I'm I regularly pull it out to reference the rule book in Solar. No, I think you're taking. You're sucking. You're being a fun sucker of the game. (laughs) You're sucking the fun. Fun sucker. You're a fun sucker. Um. I feel like if you have this many issues with losing a board game. Again, you should go and talk to someone or eat ice cream or something or like Oh, I do that. I mean, this ice cream should not be that big of a deal. In I, my I in my opinion. I don't think it's that big of a deal. It's I think just it is the topic of our because podcast. You episode. have to sleep in a different bed sometimes. Well, that's my own fault. Also I snore, apparently. Okay, well that's a whole different topic. Yeah. So that's it's a Also just for the record, I believe everybody snores. Really? I do think this. That makes me feel a little yeah. better. I don't I can't obviously prove it in any way, but no. I do believe everybody snores. And I've had this conversation with several people in my life, mostly cuz they feel bad that they snore and I I think everybody does. Apparently there are some things you can do. So I did some snoring research to try to figure out like can I minimize this? Is there a magic pillow you can buy? Or Remember whatever? how earlier in the podcast you were like we're becoming that old married couple that just retells stories and over it. This yeah. is not helping that situation. <laughs> Talking about your snoring techniques. Yeah. Uh, You're old and it's just a phase of life. I know. You're going to snore. Should we get separate twin beds? <laughs> With like a like you know a what? heavy velour curtain in between. For for us or for you and your wife? No. Uh, should we should we get those for the office? You know what? We should just get separate separate places to live. <laughs> That'll take idea. care of it. That's a good idea. You know what? That'll Eric, make the impact of my snoring much less on you. I cannot hear you snoring from Shorewood. So from Elm Grove to Shorewood, I can't hear it. So it's fine with me. That's good. I'm glad it's not. Which also, a big by the way, is life. the reason why I always tell people that everybody else snores because it doesn't affect me at all. I don't care. Yeah. Snore away. Have a good time. I mean. Honestly, have you ever slept better in your life than when you're sleeping alone in your own apartment? No. No. It's it's like a magical time. Well, right. I think fondly of that sleep. Okay, from well, time good to time. news, you get to you get to sleep alone in hotel rooms all the time. No, I know, and it's it's great. Uh it's that's magic sleep. Yeah, it's magic sleep. Yeah. Um, I mean, I really like sleeping next to my wife. That's a good sleep. And I'm a really good sleeper, so she never wakes me up. Well, and that's what's important here, clearly. It's just, it's just the... It's not about the rest that your pregnant wife is currently getting. It's the rest that you're getting. Well, I'm saying I carry around guilt during the day about her not sleeping well when it's my fault. But I sleep, I sleep fine. Okay, well, I also sleep fine. Good. I'm glad that's settled. Yep. Uh, I probably, I sleep better than you. You for sure sleep. Most people sleep better than me. Yeah, I'm winning at sleep. You are winning at sleep. That's true. Uh, I think that, that topic's fairly well covered. We'll we will dive into our the topic of football a little more as the season progresses because oh, there's a yes. lot to talk about. There's there. a lot to talk about. Uh, but right now, I don't think we can. Right now, I think it's time. Oh, that we talk I think about... that when we talk about football, I should bring in like chili or something. <gasps> that would That's be a good. Great idea. Because my favorite Ooh. thing to do on a Sunday is to make chili have a beer, and watch football. I'm kind of a man in that respect, I feel like. Except like I'm it. making the chili, not just eating it. Just one of the guys. <laughs> just. In case you couldn't see it, which you couldn't, I just gave Betsy a playful uh, punch in the arm when I said that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just visualize that. Although I do like to bake things and knit as well. So. <laughs> just one of the guys. Just one of the guys. Um, ooh, throwback to our knitting podcast. Uh, 
not ironically, I don't think, but appropriately, uh, about two days after our knitting podcast came out, Carolyn started another knitting project. She started she started the official fall knitting season. Did, I, I started before her. You did. If it was a competition, I would have won. <laughs> you did. The race to knitting. Uh, you are did the Did she listen to our podcast? Did we? No. No, oh. We did not inspire that in oh, any way. That's sad. Uh, we were more like the um, more like the British voiceover guy on the Discovery Channel. We were just observing oh. Oh, yeah. the the knitter in her natural habitat. Um, anyway, I think this is a good time for us to shout out a podcast pal. Um, I have brought the last few podcast pals to the table, and I think it's your turn. I, I don't want to I don't want to hog all the podcast the palling. That means you have no ideas, do you? That's what that meant. I always have ideas. I actually have a really good podcast pal that I would like to call out this week. Good. Let's do it. Um, and he is a good friend of both of ours. <gasps> Yay. And we started getting text messages from him yesterday, actually, as oh, he nice. has been catching up uh, on listening to our episodes and critiquing them, frankly, and telling us what yeah. we should have said. Right. Which, by the way, is also something that my dad does. Um, oh, really? You know what you should have said. <laughs> no, Dad. I Well, thank you for clarifying, but we recorded that like a month ago, so... Too late. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but of course, I'm referring to our friend Nick Johnson. Nikki. Nikki. Uh, Memphis, Tennessee. Darling Nikki. D- Darling Nikki? That's a Prince song. Oh. Um, yeah, Nicholas. Uh, big fan of that human. Oh, huge fan of that human. Uh, we just got to see him last week when he was up here for retreat. And uh, nice things to say about the podcast. He will be a guest host at some point. I did offer to let him sit between us on this tiny sofa we sit on. Which is, I thought, really generous. You made valet sit on the floor. <laughs> I did not make her sit on the floor. <laughs> uh, but yes, you'll, at some point we will definitely I mean, get Nick in the mix here. I think it's clear to Nick that the ticket in to the studio is barbecue nachos. Oh, that'd get you in. All he has to do is bring us some authentic... Barbecue nachos. They don't which, have, to have to even still be hot. I mean, no. you're going to obviously buy them in the Memphis airport. Right. At Corky's. It's right there. Just so, pick it up. Get on the plane. Yeah. They'll be a few hours old, but I'm fine with that. I am too. I'm okay with the soggy chips. I can bring my own chips if I need yeah, to. I'll eat the soggy chips. Well, I know you will, yeah. but. Uh, so, Nikki J, a shout out to you, our podcast pal this week. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, a couple quick reminders. Be sure to go check out our Facebook page. If you haven't written us an iTunes review yet, which, let's face it, you haven't, uh, please go Has on. anyone? No. Oh. <laughs> uh, which is why I can say that with great confidence. Okay. Please go on there and do that. Uh, I've learned that if we can hit a certain critical mass of uh, iTunes reviews, we start popping up as recommended oh, you know uh, that in the wide world. It actually, if you type in Guy Talks, we pop up in the list now. Yeah, we're part of the auto I know this because you, you subscribe everyone's phone that is near us to the podcast, <laughs> and you my, said it to me the other day. It's Look, my best marketing it, strategy. It auto-populates. I just grab people's phones. Can I borrow your phone? Can I see your phone real quick? There you go. You're all set. Uh, so help us out uh, out there a little bit. You know, this is this is not unlike some of the messages you're hearing from all the political campaigns right now. Don't just talk about supporting us. Don't just be with us. Don't, really take action. Make you our know? podcast great again. Go out there and do something with it. We'll be better together. Uh, it, it's not. It can't just be us talking over here. We need you. Uh, to like our Facebook page, maybe make a comment or two, share it with your friends, let them know what's out there. Uh, And again, a review on iTunes uh, would be great. Keep an eye out for a new video coming on the Facebook page shortly and also uh, the result of that video, which I think are going to be some sick 
podcast t-shirts. Yeah, and if you have any better ideas of what our podcast t-shirts can say, please feel free to go ahead and post those. I'm desperate for better ideas. Uh, and as always, uh, this, is, this has been fun. We've enjoyed spending time with you. We really have. It feels like you're in the room. It's sitting been special. Sitting betwixt us or on the ground, depending on who you are. Uh, I'm Matt. And I'm Betsy. And this has been Guy Talks. And Girl Rolls Her Eyes.